Hello and welcome to Pocket Therapist. I'm your host, Dr. Adam Moore, licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm going to teach you everything I've learned over the last 13 years as a therapist to help maximize the value you get out of your relationships. All right, everybody, welcome to today's episode. It is episode 11, which is our first palindrome episode. So that's super exciting. Got people like looking up palindrome on their phone right now. Like, oh yeah, I knew what that was. (laughs) (laughs) And that voice is the voice of my wonderful wife, Lindsay. Hello, Lindsay. Hello. I didn't notice you over there. (laughs) I just set up this entire microphone setup for two people on accident. (laughs) So this is my wife, Lindsay. She is joining the podcast. Probably this will will not be your last time. Right. You're planning on coming, Mm -hmm. showing up more often. If I can get over my microphone fright. My, she actually has a, a phobia of microphones. She has dreams every night that microphones are dragging her away and screaming feedback in her ear. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, you know, we've had a, some feedback from a number of people saying, hey, I'd like to know what your actual relationship in real life is like. For today's episode, it's really just about you and me talking um like we normally do, getting maybe giving people a little bit of an idea of, of what our dynamic is like mm-hmm. and how we do what we do. So uh, we work together now f- more than full-time. Mm-hmm. And I quit my full-time job for the university um, almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. So that's this is all we do. And I think for some people it would be a terrible idea for a husband and wife to work together full-time. Right. Like, it would be hard to stay married. In fact, when we first opened our business, it was it was a little bit of a challenge. I think it was probably more challenging because I was working more on it. Than I... Like... Like, I was doing nothing. No. <laughs> it was challenging because you were dragging me along. Because you had another job. Yeah. So... And so... And it was my full-time job. Right. So you think it's less challenging now that I'm now that just doing this? Now that it equal, yeah. Yeah, like that. I had to quit my job to be equal to my wife. That's what, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> it's it's nice to be able to to kind of do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Well, focus all of our energy in like one direction instead of right <laughs> instead of the Backstreet Boys and <laughs> sync. I'm trying. <laughs> you, she could see it on my face. I have a joke face. Like, I'm about to come up with some goofy dad pun. <laughs> and she starts laughing before I even say it. Usually, I, you knew where I was yes. going. <laughs> yes. Anytime the the words one direction come out of my mouth, it's you, over. I, I actually have no choice. I have to make a joke about a boy band at that yeah. point. We met uh, about 14 years ago. Next month, yeah. Next month, it'll be 14 years ago. I had super long hair and... A beard, mm-hmm. and uh, you had no interest in me when you first met me. Yeah, you thought I looked like a weirdo. I was like on a date with another person. Yeah, so. with another, another person. <laughs> it was it was a guy. It was another guy. <laughs> like super nondescript. It's another human I was hanging out with. <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure he's not listening to the podcast. I feel pretty confident. <laughs> 
anyway, and I had this, you know, super strong feeling within a couple of days, I think, of meeting you, like, I got to cut my hair off and shave. And so I met you again a second time, and you had no idea who I, who I was. Right. Didn't recognize me at all, and we started hanging out from that point. And it's funny now that we're, you know, running a counseling practice and, you know, doing this mental health podcast, because one of the things that we were both interested in in the beginning when we first met was mental health. Right. Psychology, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we never would have imagined. I'm not sure I would have fully believed someone if they'd come and said, this is what you're going to be doing in 14 years. Yeah, no, not at all. And I might have been like, nah, I'm good, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather have a relaxed life. That sounds like way (laughs) too much work for me. So you and I get a question that, that comes up quite often. And people ask us, what is it like to be in a relationship with a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. What's it like to be married to a therapist? And I think most people... Most of the time it's comments, not <laughs> not questions. Yeah. It's, oh, it must be so amazing to be married to a therapist. Because I think it would be like, uh, you know, people going, it's got to be so great to be married to a dentist. I bet your teeth are so amazing. Right. <laughs> I think people have that assumption about lots of things, like... Like me, because because I am married to somebody who's a mental health person, and I, if I see somebody whose husband is a contractor, I'm like, dang, that must be really awesome. He can build you anything. You can just <laughs> rip down the walls of your house and put whatever else <laughs> yeah. you want. That's true. So I guess that is the question here is, what is it actually like to be married to a therapist? I know that this is our first marriage each, so... Mm-hmm. It's not like we have, you know, something else to compare it to as far as our own experience. But if somebody out there thought that somehow maybe being married to a therapist would give you a major advantage in having a happy marriage or staying married or whatever, what's your take on that? I'm actually interested to know. I think it can go like either way. Like I've seen it. I've seen it go either way. Girl's going to be like... (laughs) Not actually answering any questions. So you're like, <laughs> I believe in everything. <laughs> no, I, I've seen it go either way. Like, I've seen people who are, like, maybe not the healthiest people, that even like, even though they're a therapist, and so they don't, their relationships don't do well. Um, and they're, <laughs> you know, there's some people that you look at and you go, oh, I know why you went, you, you wanted to fix some things. You, you went into the, the world of therapy for self-healing. Yes. Yeah. Really. Well, and there is a that segment of the population that does that, yeah. you know. And, like, when they interview, interviewed you for grad school, they warned you about that. I, yeah. What did they like, say? Was that, like, wasn't that up at, like, University of Oregon or? Something like that. Yeah. They were like, if you're here for self-healing... This is not the place. This is not where you should be doing. And it really is true because graduate school to become a mental health provider was excruciating. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a lot of fond memories of it because it was a time when I really grew up a lot in a very short period of time. But it was also probably a couple of the hardest years that I've ever experienced in my life. And it was really our first, you know, we'd only been married, what, six or seven months when, when we moved to Texas. Yeah. 
That was a that was yeah. bad timing. <clears throat> it was rough timing. It was yeah. really really bad timing to do that. We we were completely isolated from everybody in the universe. We were in you know, I don't know. People talk about oh the first year of marriage is just pure bliss. That was not our. Experience. I think it's only that way for some people. Yeah, not us. No, it was really hard. It was really 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 hard. Yeah. You know, you were working full-time. I was in school full-time and seeing clients and working. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a lot of 14-hour days Yeah. there. And so there wasn't a lot of time for us to really focus on us. And we had a dog that neither of us liked. <laughs> we, we found out we're not dog people. I feel like... You know, like I, I almost want to tell the dog story, but then I then I don't. I'm gonna have secondary no. trauma. Yeah, so. don't do it. <laughs> so, so being married to a therapist. This like, is what Lindsay does. She gets me I'll, back on track I'll, I'll, I'll re- when I go off on a I'll tangent. Track back. Um, you know, you see the people that maybe don't have the best relationships and don't like their marriages don't last, even though they are a therapist. I think for us, it's a bonus. Just because like, we both love to talk. Like, we, yeah. we've liked to talk to each other since we met. So it we just use that as a, like, more processing time. Right. We have a lot more topics to cover now because we work together. We have, yeah. We have infinity. Yeah, because a lot of our conversations now are, like, work mm-hmm. conversations. You know, goals we have, how we're going to approach this or that. Mm-hmm. Problem solving. Yeah. yeah. And then just regular life conversations. So so we'll probably have a six-hour episode today then. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, my opinion is I think, I think we're better off because I'm in the world of mental health. Uh, just because it's given me a lot of awareness mm-hmm. of things. But I wouldn't say that we're better off... Um, like behaviorally just because I'm a therapist, we st- we've we still had to learn all the same lessons. Right, right. Have and, all the same you know, challenges. It, like I don't, when you don't have a, a differing perspective, um, maybe we've learned them faster, but I don't know. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to know if we have yeah, or We've not. done a lot of therapy. Yeah, we've seen seven, mm-hmm. seven marriage therapists. Yeah. And, you know, granted, like, two of them were for, I think, one session or two right, sessions. Right, right. And, and one of them was assigned at your, during gra- your master's. Yeah. Every, everybody, when you go in, when you become a mental health professional, it's pretty typical for most programs to have you do a round of therapy to, just to know what it's like on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, to sit on the couch and to know what your clients are experiencing as, like, an empathy building experience. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, a lot of... You, know, you got to work through your stuff. Like there are things that you just can't help people with until you've worked through your own issues. Right. With it, right. Right. Well, and I think uh, for a lot of people that were in your program that were newly married, like all of us were of like the age where we had just gotten married. Like yeah. there were people that came off their honeymoon. Yeah. That really to did. School. Like they'd been married two weeks. And so like, I think they just knew from the history of the program that it was better to send people like they said, take your spouse and go, <laughs> go to counseling because right. uh, like we want you to make it <laughs> through right. it. Yeah. So if there's an advantage there, it's only an advantage if you make it one, if you take it. Yeah. 
I don't think there's any less of an advantage that anybody else has if they're willing to put the work into the relationship and care about it. You know, it's just a matter of becoming aware, doing the homework, and... Yeah, I th- well, I think, like, one upside that I, you can't train into anybody is that part of the reason that you chose to be a therapist is because you have very... Is it empathic or empathetic? I think we I never say, know which one it is. <laughs> all I ever hear is pathetic and empathetic, so I don't yeah. like that one. I mean, usually empathic. we say empathic as therapists yeah. now. Yeah, that you're you are just like you have a lot of empathy as just in a very genuine way, yeah. and so that is just an inherent part of our relationship. So. And, and yet, you know, having that much empathy can be a huge weakness in a lot of ways. I think one, because it can be really overwhelming if you don't know what to do with it. And two, you know, I've noticed throughout my life, I, you know, I've, I think I didn't know I was doing this when I was younger, but I would stifle emotion in general because emotion was so overwhelming. I was absorbing so much mm-hmm. of everyone's emotion around me that it was like, wow, this is more than I can talk. Yeah, well, probably not age, like, appropriate. Right. Emoting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. For sure. So. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, your life right now. You work from home mm-hmm. with five children at home. Yeah. And they range from 10 as the oldest down to. These, four and a half months. Yeah, four and a half months. It is it is hard. On the days when I'm at home working, quote unquote, mm-hmm. I pretty much every day I ask you, how on earth do you get anything done in this house with all of these kids <laughs> right. running around like crazy people? Yeah. But you do, and since I met you, I've no, I noticed this about you, and this is something I have, I'm amazed by, and I wish I had the skill, and it drives me up the wall is your ability to completely tune out everything that's happening <laughs> around you and have oh, no nice. idea what's occurring mm-hmm. except what is in your laser-focused area. Right. And I can't do that. I absorb every piece of information coming at me from every direction. That's trained. You know, well, you grew up with seven, six siblings, mm-hmm. so you probably had to. Yeah. You know, it's a skill that I, I wish I could, you know, flip on for myself because mm-hmm. I could get so much more done. Yeah. But then it drives me nuts because you'll be on your phone or looking at your computer or whatever you're doing. And sometimes I'll have to say your name like six or seven (laughs) times to get you to even notice that I'm talking to you. Yeah. Although I have noticed that your brain is processing. So you're clearly intentionally ignoring me (laughs) because because if I say something really over the top weird, you Uh immediately are like, stop. (laughs) So... Because it pulls me out of my focus. Your zone, you yeah. know, and then it bothers you yeah. that I do it. So that's what it's like being married to, to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wonders about that. <laughs> so, so you do everything that nobody else wants to do yep. from a work perspective, which mm-hmm. makes you, frankly, the most valuable person <laughs> in the entire organization. And I believe that because... You know, the real value in an organization is where the work is that no one wants to do. Yeah. You know, so you're you're doing the insurance billing. You're doing the difficult phone calls. You're doing, 
you know, the accounting, you're doing the payroll, you're doing, uh, you know, a lot of the marketing mm-hmm. and those types of things. Yeah, all the graphic design. and The design, you know, so much of the work that other people are going, ugh, that just, I know, and you get that regularly. People are like, I am so grateful that you're, that you exist, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that makes it work. And that makes it work for us because I couldn't do all of those and I wouldn't want to do all those things. And certainly you wouldn't want to go around, you know, doing public speaking engagements right. and not my, not my jam, not your jam mm-hmm. right? And so that works and people, people are always saying, oh, you guys are such a power couple. And we get that quite, yeah. quite often. It's all stuff though that I had a history in, like human resources and um, accounting and I have loved graphic design for forever. And it really is like so. you started working when you were, I mean, you were really working by a really young age because your parents yeah. were doing different businesses, but, but working for someone else by age, what, 18? 18, yeah. You were working for a hotel. Yeah, I was front desk and then a manager like really soon after. Yeah, by by like age 19, right? Yeah. You were managing an, like uh, events the, yeah, banquets in the hotel. Which is just crazy for a nineteen-year-old, mm-hmm. but that is how hardcore you are <laughs> about about being very serious and responsible and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Although not responsible enough not to buy an Audi. Yes. When you yes. were nineteen, that was true. I was driving my awesome like nineteen nineties. Toyota Camry mm-hmm. that we later sold for three hundred dollars. What year was it? I swear that thing was an eighty-eight. No, it was a it was a nineties. Are you sure? I feel fairly confident. It was really old. It was really old. <laughs> like it it and it real. This is a true story. I would drive it sometimes, and parts would fall out of it. <laughs> That's when we decided to sell it. Yeah, it's like we can't do this anymore. <laughs> We were married at by that, that point. By that time, we were married. We, got, we unloaded that and bought our first car together, and we got rid of the Audi. The Audi, too. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, we drove one car. We shared one vehicle for nine years, our first nine years of marriage, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Oh, yeah. I look back now, and like, how, how many did kids did we have? Did we, we get... Had, we had one. No, but did we get two right. cars? We must have gotten two cars after... After our second... No, when we were getting ready to have the third. The third. Okay. But because... yeah, so we had two kids even and we were driving one vehicle sharing it together. And I don't know how we did that. We were it was like my intense frugality. Yeah. And the fact that we are so enmeshed <laughs> <laughs> that that we just We like each other a lot. We just didn't even want to drive two different vehicles. And that was actually, like, when we lived in Texas, that was a really good experience, though. Like, it gave us time, like, 20 minutes each way. Yeah, every day. To you know, there was, out. Well, so. and that's still kind of our place, you know, driving. Yeah. In fact, we drive so much yeah. as a family. Like, now we drive six hours each way to go to the new Las Vegas office. Yeah. And I think it works well, you mm-hmm. know, what we do. Mm-hmm. And, but I think it is really important to note that, you know, we don't have a perfect relationship. And, and, and it's not like, oh, it's almost perfect. No. Like it's... I, I think we have the same types of bumps in the road that everybody has. 
like giant 40 foot potholes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and maybe that's something that we'll talk about over time is like different things that come, that have come up for us because like we, we both have, you know, families that are totally different from each other. Really different. That we had to like make that all work for the first like two to five years. <laughs> two to nine years. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but you know, we're both extremely um, stubborn. Mm-hmm. We have really strong personalities. Yeah. And we both of us hate being told what to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's a. <laughs> That's a, just a really honest statement. Yeah. And so, but both of us have always wanted to tell the other person what to do. Mm-hmm. And so that has that has been a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think it still continues to be. We've gotten much better yeah. in that area. You know, yeah. you used to say, I need you to do this. <laughs> and it was just like, well, then I'm clearly not going I to do it. I still stop myself yeah. from saying that. Because, like, we had that discussion one day. You were like, if you want me to do something, ask me if I will do it. Don't yeah. say I need you to. <laughs> right. You can't, if you so, take away my freedom. But that was like family script coming right. out, you know, because that was, that was the way that we requested someone to do something. Right. Growing up, so. Yeah. What was the phrase? There was a phrase like, was it will you? But it wasn't really a question. It was like a demand in the form of a question. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that right off the bat when I met your family, like, oh, they're they're pretending to ask questions. (laughs) Yeah. Will you do? Yeah. Or no, it was, do you want? (laughs) I would hear people in your family be like, hey, do you want to go get that for me? And then I, you know, then I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. And then it, pretty shortly thereafter, I went, that's not a question. <laughs> that is actually an order. <laughs> that is a demand. Do it you want kind, to? It was the kind way of being a drill sergeant. Yeah. But I knew what was going on. <laughs> and so people would go, do you want to do this? And I, what I wanted to say was like, no, nah, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that was interesting. I still, I still watch that happen and i'm like oh there it is (laughs) adam is cringing i I don't cringe as much anymore i think we've sort of moved beyond some of that but yeah i mean we have as many struggles and challenges as every single other couple out there it's amazing to work together like it's absolutely incredible to have every single part of our life be intertwined but it's also really, really difficult because there is no part of our life that, that is, is in- independent. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. In fact, I have complained for years that I can never actually buy you a birthday gift mm-hmm. or a Christmas. And this is true mm-hmm. because I'm because if I were to be like, "Hey, I'm going to go somewhere <laughs> and not tell you where," and I, I'll I'll let you know when I'm coming back. Like, that's not even an option. It would be so weird. It's not even an option. I could never do that. Well, it just makes it so it's not a surprise. There are no surprises. But you don't even like surprises I really anyway. I them, yeah. So I think this rule really plays to what you want out of life anyway. Yeah. Is Complete and, transparency. And it's, and it's your, you know, your name's on the Amazon account. I can't even buy an Amazon thing for you. Well, they both go to both of us, don't they? No, it's just you. No, you must have the app on your phone, though. 
Well, I have the app, but because, I don't get any emails. But you get don't you get notifications no. like when things are delivered? I actually turned off pretty much all notifications on my phone for everything because it's like someone yelling squirrel over <laughs> and over and over again, and I have to pay attention to all of them. And so I can't even function. I often have to turn off my phone when I'm in therapy mm-hmm. because if I start getting on a group text that I didn't ask to be put on, <laughs> but somehow I end up on it magically uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and my phone starts going, I'm like, someone's dying. Someone is dying. They're being murdered right now and they're texting me about it. And <laughs> I have got to pull out my phone. So I have to be like to my client, I'm really sorry. This is probably a group text, but also someone might be dying. So I just need to check really quick. And then it's like, I love grapes, you know, or some weird thing. (laughs) Me too. Emoji. And then I'm like, okay, I got to shut my phone off. This is not working for me. So yeah, you've gotten to a point where you do like airplane mode. Uh, Yeah, I just have to. Most of the time. No, I actually turn it off. But airplane, I didn't even thought about that. Oh my gosh. What have I been doing all this time? The airplane mode. You guys, I'm learning so much. <laughs> then you have to remember to turn it back on. Right. No, one's, no one's texting me. Yeah. They don't even like me anymore. <laughs> Put me back in the group text, you guys. I, I think, like, probably the thing that... I think people believe that therapists and their spouses don't argue. But, like, I don't like... I don't really like the word fight because... Conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think... People believe that there's like, that it's a very low conflict situation. Like, because I'm, because I'm over here being like, how does that make you feel, Lindsay? Yeah, and that's not what it's like. (laughs) I actually never ask you how anything makes you feel. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true, but I don't ask my clients how that, how does that make you feel either. Right, right. It's kind of a funny cliche thing, but yeah, it is, it's just as intense as everybody else's relationship we get mm-hmm. annoyed with each other mm-hmm. just as much so it's not like oh you know the marriage works because we happen to accidentally find somebody that's just like us mm-hmm. we have plenty of things that are really different our financial approach to life is polar opposite really quite different mm-hmm. like i am mr cheap mr tightwad guy mm-hmm. In, in most areas of life, you know, there's some things that, it, like my wristwatch collection, like, gets a little out of hand mm-hmm. at times, but for all really good reasons that I can, cl- you know, <laughs> clarify and explain that are clearly correct. Right. <laughs> but, you know, my approach has always been um, be cautious now, get out of debt, uh, don't spend any money on anything, be super frugal, that kind of stuff. And then later in life, then you can sort of reap the rewards of doing that. And your approach is more what? How would you describe it? It's not like blow blow it's your cash. Re- it's not reckless. It's just like a belief that buying nicer things that are going to last, you don't have to buy as many of them. Well, and your approach is more like, it's not just that, but it's more like enjoy some of the stuff that you have now because you don't know what's going to oh happen gosh, in the future. You, you know, like... So many of those, like, experiences and things, like, if we are going to wait until we are retired and our kids are out of the house, like, we will be too old to enjoy them. Yeah. Too tired. Too many broken hips. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, nah, I just, just want to sit at home. Yeah. And I've, I've had to learn that from you. Like, you can't just wait um, 
until some future date to enjoy your life. But we've we've gotten better, and yeah. I, I think that's you know from from learning from each other. And I think one of the things that's been so important for us is being willing to accept influence from the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, accepting that the other person has some really valid ideas that are completely different than the other you know than our own. Yeah. But well, it took and it, that took a long time to not. Like, long time it took over a decade about like don't you dare tell me what <laughs> what i should be doing with my money right. you know? or how to feel or or yeah. you know whatever how to react to this out of the other yeah yeah i mean I, we're probably eight to ten years mm-hmm. of struggle to get to the point where it's much easier now to yeah to accept feedback and influence yeah you know, so for people who've only been married for five or six years or two years or a year, mm-hmm. even if it's, even if you're not married to a therapist, yeah, <laughs> I think you some of that stuff just takes time. I think you like, just have to buckle down. Yeah, learning that like you have to grow together versus fighting against it. I don't know. There's so much. There's so much that looking like back. You go, oh, like you have all these like whimsical <laughs> thoughts about, right. oh, well, it's just this, or, you know, when in the moment it, it was is crazy. So hard. Like, so, so hard. You know, we've had, like, like I would say that probably is part of the reason why we get along. Like, one of the biggest things that we decided on when we started experiencing struggles like either with ill parents or like frustrating relationships with family members or anything like that is that we're a team right and so not to fight like let it let us be a team instead of like fighting against the other persons yeah Anyway, I think this is a good, you know, starting point here and helping, you know, people get to know you and us and and uh, you know, I think it's important to know that there really is no such thing as one person out there that is killing it on their own and just doing everything and being really successful. Um, unless one of two things is occurring. They're blowing their relationships up on the back end mm-hmm. or they've got helpers and supporters on the back end there right. for right. them to do it. You just, you just can't do all of that work you can't you can't right. produce well, as and much. i think like i think when people look at an ideal or a situation from the outside it looks so easy right and like whether it be relationship or a job or whatever you know because people like i don't see how hard somebody else works they can't see how how many hours i'm spending you know right. when like people are always shocked that i'm up until two in the morning and they go to sleep at 10, you know, like it's just a different, a different lifestyle. But, um, with relationships, I think people look at us from the outside and think, Oh, that must be so awesome. And it's like, well, we, we still have the same types of human interaction that everybody else does. And we, and we, and I would say we work as hard at our relationship as we do at our business and everything else Mm -hmm. we do. We put the same amount of energy and effort into it, which is, I think, an insane amount of work. Yeah. Like, we put crazy amounts of work into everything we do, mm-hmm. and things don't things aren't successful by accident. They're successful because you commit to them fully. 
and you go all in and you refuse to to back down yeah and i think that's that works for us yeah all right everybody thanks so much uh, for sticking it through all the way to the end so proud of you for your patience and commitment and uh really appreciative for uh, everybody and it's a it's a growing podcast we're getting more and more listeners thank you for all of you who are clearly telling your friends and uh, family to listen and we're getting more and more uh, really great positive reviews so i just feel happy and it, may, it warms my soul thank you so much it's it's awesome and we'll look forward to having Lindsay back in plenty of future episodes we love questions yeah So feel free. And if it's a question we don't want to answer, we'll just straight tell you, (laughs) no, you don't get asked that question. That's too private. (laughs) But but go for it. I mean, you know, what's the worst that can happen is we say no. But uh, feel free, ask questions, and and we'll throw our, our opinions in together, and we'll go from there. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.